This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. You guys, we made it. It is 2021. I know that the world is not 100% back to normal yet, but 2020 is fucking over. I know you're excited. I know I'm excited. I'm ready to start fresh. I'm ready to take all the things from 2020 that I've learned and I'm ready to apply them. 2020 showed us how strong we are. 2021 is going to show us how happy we can make ourselves. So with that being said, today I am talking with Lindsay Smith. She is the founder of Independent Beauty Pros. If you are looking for a network of beauty professionals, not just hairstylists, makeup artists, barbers, all of the beauty things, nail techs, anything, um, this is where you need to be. It is an online platform. It provides community education. There is virtual happy hours. There is um, online content planners that are created for you. It is literally a space where people can come together. It's extremely inexpensive. I want to say it's $100 for the entire year. Um and it's just a space that that we can um, come together and have a community of independent beauty professionals uh, because we need it. We need to feel like we're not alone in this industry. And so Lindsay's amazing. This conversation is amazing. Um, be ready because we got real authentic and um, I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Lindsay. How are you today? Hi, I am great. So today, um, for anyone listening, I'm talking to Lindsay Smith. She is the founder of Independent Beauty Pros, which we will get into that and what that is very soon. Lindsay, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the hair industry? So I got into the hair industry back in 2008. I, um, I actually had an aunt who did hair and she was just always so passionate about her career, her job, um, and I don't—I didn't know that I wanted to be a stylist from like my young age on, but I definitely saw her creativity and her passion for what she did, and I knew I wanted to love my job. So it wasn't until I was older that I connected the hair industry with that creativity and that passion and the, the ability to kind of get up and do something that you love every day. What um, were you always a creative person, like even before doing hair? Yeah, I would say so. Um, my mom always tells this funny story about me in kindergarten when I drew like this, we had to draw like a, a frog and mine had bloodshot eyes because I wanted mine to be like different from everyone else's. So yeah, I definitely, I, I would say creative is one of my- Now uh, why bloodshot? <laughs> like, was he tired? Was he having fun? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a whole story with it. But, but really, mainly, I just wanted mine to be different. So right. I think that's like, you know, that creativity has shown through, yes, my entire life. So how long have you been behind the chair? Um, so I've been, wow, I've been behind the chair for 12 years. Awesome. 2020, almost 13. Um, but I actually, I, I stepped back this year. Uh, so I'm not currently behind the chair. I moved uh, back in October from Chicago out here to Colorado. And in, you know, the midst of COVID and everything going on and our industry being impacted so greatly, I kind of 
you know, I kind of realized that this was my window. This was my opportunity to shift my focus on to independent beauty pros full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I am, I am doing that. So it's, it's a shift in, in my career path for sure. So let's talk about independent beauty pros because you're basically creating a community, an online community. Um, so talk a little bit about that and what, what it is and what people need to know about it. Yeah, sure. So um, independent beauty pros was actually an idea of mine maybe three years ago. Um, and I've, I sat on it for a long time. Um, I really, I felt like when I started my business back in 2012, I went from a traditional um, commission-based salon where I had, um, you know, clients, new clients regularly provided for me. I had a great um, support system from other, you know, coworkers who had more experience. I had lots of education opportunities. Um, but I, but I wanted the ability to be more flexible. I wanted to take on different projects. Um, and so when I left that comfortable position in a traditional salon, um, to become independent, I really struggled to find that same sense of community. Um, it was just so hard for me to really kind of like connect with other people who are independent, who wanted to share their experience with me or share, um, their, their insight, their knowledge. And so I, you know, I just, I remember feeling like this should be different. This should be easier. There should be more opportunity for people who are solopreneurs on their own to network, to collaborate, um, to meet other people who, you know, who they can learn from. Um, so I think, you know, now, thankfully, uh, first of all, I mean, I, I, I think our industry has seen a huge shift in people wanting to be independent. There are just like so many opportunities in our industry. And when you have that flexibility, I think that's become very clear for a lot of us that that is um, desirable. Yep. And so, I mean, I don't see that going away. You know, I don't see that trend changing. I think more and more people will continue to become independent. And so wanting to create kind of a platform where not just hairstylists, but hairstylists, makeup artists, barbers, manicurists, estheticians, anyone in the beauty industry who is a solopreneur can collaborate and connect. Well, let me go back a little bit. So I went from commission to a suite. um, And I remember, I remember the moment I knew I wanted to go out on my own. um, Because I felt I was in, I was worked behind the chair in commission salons for 14 years before I went out on my own. And I always said I never wanted to go out on my own. Like I liked walking into a salon you know, I liked getting paid and walking out and that's it. And, um, I always felt now looking back, do you feel like commission salons are kind of in a bubble? Like, like you hang out with your people in your salon and you don't really talk to people outside of your salon. And when you do, it's this almost awkward competition that isn't, you don't even intend, but it, it, it's, it's weird. And when I went out in on my own, I, well, let me go back for a second. So I remember going to this class and it was the first time that I bought my own class because in a commission salon, they usually provide your education mm-hmm. for you. And there was this class I really wanted to go to. It was a business of balayage class. And like, it was, you know, in DC, which was like three hours away. So I could travel. It was really expensive, you know, just terrifying at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and I met these other stylists from other salons. And it was this eye-opening, wait, we're all in this together. 
situation that I had never felt before. And it really opened my eyes to maybe I do want to go out on my own because I can still have people and go, go from there. Do you feel like you had a moment like that? Or do you feel like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you remember it? Very similar. Yeah, I do. So I, um, my initial motivation for becoming independent was because I wanted to do bridal. I wanted to really focus on weddings and our salon that I was, I had built my clientele in was just too small. So we were, we were really close knit, um, four chair salon. The owner was very, um, he was, he was very, uh, encouraging and supportive and like a big mentor. So he would, he would bring on young stylists like myself and, and provide education opportunity to, to really learn and grow. And obviously that was a huge, um, benefit of being in, you know, a traditional setting like that. But I also kind of felt this like, okay, so if there was a way for me to still have that support, to still feel like I could learn from other people, but I could increase my flexibility, I could be available for weddings, traveling, doing different, you know, opportunities that way, what, what would I have to lose? You know, why, why not take that on? And, and again, even when I came to him and said, you know, like, I, this is kind of what I'm contemplating you know, he was like, do it. You, you totally, you can totally do it. Like you, you have the ability, um, but it is going to be different. You know, you, you will feel a different sense of, you know, community. And, and honestly, again, back in 2012, when I did that, I went to the first one I, I rented at, um, it was not, it was not supportive for sure. It was a total contrast. It was like, kind of cutthroat, you know, everyone, everyone for themselves, you know, there was, it was just a yucky vibe. And I, and I wasn't there long because I, that was just not my, that was not my space. But I remember kind of thinking kind of similarly, like in a class, I was actually at a, I I teach for a company called Diva Curl Mm -hmm. and we had had a class brought into the salon and I felt this same competitive, like all the stylists were sort of like, just so, uh, combative in this class and I remember being like why are we why is this happening (laughs) you know this is we're all here to like learn and grow and you know provide a great service and have this education to give back to our clients like we want the same thing like how how do we come together right I wonder where that came from honestly yeah you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't do everyone's hair. You can't do mm-hmm. everyone's hair. You, That's I don't want to do everyone's hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's so, like, hair, hair always grows. Our business is never ending. Like, I, you know, I, I really, when you think of, like, like, coming from that mindset of, like, like, always enough abundance, like, there, like we are in an industry that there is always enough. So it really doesn't make sense that there is that kind of unfortunate competitive aspect because there's always enough. We always have enough opportunities. You know, people are, are always going to need us. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's shifted a lot. I think that has changed dramatically. And I, I really think that there are other people that have that same mindset that they want to connect, collaborate. And that's what our, our platform is all about. We are all independent people in the beauty industry who want to connect to one another. There, there's so many people out there that just want to help other stylists, like in, in so many ways. And I think finding things like what you have, it just opens people's eyes. So like, let's talk about it a little bit. So, um, you have this platform, it's a monthly membership, correct? Yep. Or yearly? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Annual. Yep. Or monthly. And what is it? So um, I am a part of it. 
And yeah. I just started, so I'm really excited. Um, so yeah. I know that you do happy hours once or twice a month, um, yep. virtual. Um, I know that it's a place to kind of connect with other people. Um, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, so um, back in April, um, so we were, I at the time I was in Chicago, and we were shut down uh, February, end of February. And so all of a sudden, you know, I went from a very busy schedule where I had, you know, booked six, eight weeks out to like a hard stop in my business where all of a sudden, like, I was literally not working at all and no end in sight as to when I would be back behind the chair. Right. And so again, this, this platform that I've been working on for literally years was now my like only outlet where I could like put my creativity in play or I could connect with other people, you know, again, especially as a hairstylist, like we talk to, let's say eight people a day. So going from, you know, that constant connection every single day to me, my dog and my boyfriend, yeah, <laughs> you know, for, right. for months. So, you know, February, March, I, I started to like really put some effort into like, okay, what do we need to do to launch this? Like, this is this, this project I've sat on for so long. Let's just go. Let's just see what happens if I just, you know, kind of remove the fear, remove the like, I'm so busy, you know, mantra that I've been repeating for all this time. And let's just see what happens. So um, I, I actually hired a uh, business coach back in, in March. And he was very, again, he was like my cheerleader. He was the one who was like, no, like, this is, it's, it's ready. It's that for long enough. The website is beautiful. You are, you are able to connect. You have the time, like launch it and let's see what happens. So uh, we launched back in April. April 1st was our official launch date. Um, and our platform, again, we are not just hairstylists, but our members are hairstylists, makeup artists, estheticians, manicurists, and barbers. Um, so monthly annual memberships, um, virtual happy hours, which again, during COVID was just the best connection to be able to see people, you know, again, in other parts of the country, in Florida and Canada, having them explain, you know, what their situation is like, where they're at with their business if they're open, if they're closed, it was just so nice to be able to start to have that feeling of connection again. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, again, like our, as we continue to grow, you know, we have resources specifically for the solopreneur. So um, we do a monthly social media calendar with prompts for captions and hashtag things, um, just resources that make our lives easier, make things less difficult for us you know, wearing so many hats as business owners. Well, and instead of just going on Instagram and searching hashtags and trying to find what you're looking for, it's all kind of in one place. And yeah. not only is it in one place, but it's all like-minded people who yeah. believe in what you're doing. I know that you're big yeah. on, it's about the community, but you're creating this community, you know, and yeah. people are going to resonate with with the community, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so for people, totally sense. Yep. Well, for people who are listening who... um who don't have an outside network, like, like a, a network that isn't the people you work with or the people that you see every day. So this is something that is two years new to me of, of finding outside people. Um, mm -hmm. It is huge. It is huge. It's huge talking to people in other states. It's huge talking to people that um, are a little ahead of you, a little behind you, a, you know, um, it, it pushes you forward in a, in a different way. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And I think that's like, when you were, when you mentioned, like, I, I try to avoid it being like me and I, I really want it to be this community. But, but the reason behind that, you know, there are lots of, there are lots of coaches out there. There are lots of different platforms that you could join to learn from someone, from someone's experience. And the difference between that and what we are creating is that our, our content comes from our members. Our, our whole voice comes from our community. So again, it's not just me. It's not me saying, you know, I'm an independent hairstylist, makeup artist. This is what I've learned over my years of experience. This is what I know to do for my business. It's, it's all of us. It's different people who have experience in film, experience in bridal, experience in different aspects of the industry, teaching, education, coaching, all of that coming together and saying like, oh, this is where you're at. Great. This is a person who's done that before and can help, you know, in that role. And here's someone who, you know, is looking to venture into that. So now you can also connect with them and help them in their journey. So it's, it's that collaborative kind of approach to creating a network. Which I love. And there's a forum, correct? Like where people yes. can, yes. Yeah. So I think that's important that too. Because sometimes you you focus on one thing, like you find that coach that like you love their their ideas or whatever, um, but maybe you don't like everything. Like so, I like a forum yeah. because I think a forum is good because everyone can kind of throw their ideas out there, and you can kind of go, oh, that works for me in my life. Oh, that works yeah. for me in my life. I love it. I think I think it's yeah. awesome. I'm super excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to be a part of it. And again, that's like the big thing that um, just in the last again, since October. Um, so I moved from Chicago out to Colorado. And one of the things that as I was kind of creating this community and really thinking about like the benefits to being a part of something like this, when, you know, a lot of us right now are moving, that's actually, you know, a big thing in 2020. You're constantly hearing of people kind of uprooting their lives this year and starting anew. And so again, when you're in a new space, like I am, I'm out here in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I have one friend. I have a very small network here. Well, it's really um, hard to make friends right now, too. <laughs> it's very hard, yeah. yeah. It turns out, it's a very hard time to make new friends. But um, again, having a platform, you know, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to go back behind the chair at some point, um, but I want to be able to have that opportunity to connect with other people. And again, if I wanted to travel, if I wanted to teach independently, if I wanted to uh, you know, meet and network with people in California or New York or somewhere else, I can do that in this, in this space now. And like you said, these, the people are members that are on this platform. They're all like-minded. So they are all there for the same reason. So I think that's, that's what's really special. Yeah. You're not going to get like a caddy. I want everyone to lose type person to sign up for like a networking. Group. No, no, they're <laughs> not interested. Yeah. They're exactly. not interested. Exactly. So it's like, it, it, automatically weeds out anyone with that mentality. You know, someone with that mentality is not going to pay for a membership site where their entire focus is supporting and connecting with other people. Right. <laughs> so, that would be a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. And I think, again, like you look at other social media platforms, you know, social media now, again, especially in the last six, eight months, we've all gotten very connected online. And there are other, you know, there are so many different ways that you can connect with other people. But the difference is that with our platform, you're coming to one space and you're, you're gaining that access to all of these different people, all of their experience, all of their coaching, all of their services, all in one space. Yeah. So I want to get personal for a second. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
so yeah so okay so you moved you stepped away from behind the chair covid happened all the things so we are very well i didn't move but very similar where you know i pretty much stepped away from behind the chair as well and almost around the same time i think yeah like september right september 5th i think was my last day or something like that okay yep um so i want to know if you feel the same way because yeah working behind the chair you get validation every single day like every day you talk to, you do five heads of hair, you get five. I love it. You know, here's money. Okay. Money, you get paid compensation. Yes. Exactly. So I have found recently, especially in the past two months that, um, I no longer get the same kind of validation, which I realize that I like (laughs) and I probably need. Have you been feeling, um, more fear because of the lack of validation? Because I know that I have. Yes, absolutely. Like hands down. Absolutely. It's actually, um, especially, so, you know, I'm, we're tactile, right? Like any, anyone who's a hairstylist or or makeup artist or somebody who works with beauty, like you're touching people, you're, you're interacting all the time. And so like, again, it's like that light switch, like it's, that's gone. And so then all of a sudden you're kind of like, oh, where do I, like, I don't, I didn't realize how much of my, like, even sense of self came from like other people validating, you know, what I was providing them. Exactly. So there is just this, this void all of a sudden where like, oh wait, okay, how do I, how do I kind of get that validation internally? Like, how do I kind of not have that bother me or, or weigh me down? You know, especially again, like, um, I'm, I don't know much about tech. Right. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> web developer. So like, all of this, I mean, it's just a huge learning curve. This, this entire build out of our, of our platform, having like any sort of like technical difficulties, any, all this stuff, anything that comes up when I'm working with independent beauty pros is new for me. I am not experienced in this space. And so that's like, again, it, it really, um, it shakes your, your confidence where, you know, not only did I used to have validation constantly from clients who loved me, who I've known for years, who, yeah, like you said, come in and tell me what a great job I did and how much they appreciate me and then give me money. And now I also, on top of that, have this kind of insecurity and self-doubt of like, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) This is all brand new. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) Well, and I think sometimes too, the problem is, and I know for me, one of my biggest issues that that I have gotten a little better in the past couple months, but it's only been a couple months, is I'm finding that I'm trying to look for validation online. Because I, and that is where I'm trying to be like, no, Misty. Like, you know, because you'll go like, I'm going to post this and people are going to talk to me and I'm going to get connection and they're going to understand it. And then you get crickets. And then you're like, am I, do they care what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. they don't care. Like maybe, you know, and it's just this weird feeling. So I do think that 2020, um, and I I hope that stylists listening to this feel somewhat similar, even if you're not, you know, starting your own education or coaching or, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. if it teaches us anything, it's that we need to start finding the validation in ourselves. Yes. Absolutely. And just knowing that we can do whatever it is that we want to do. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think back to like, even, even early days back behind the chair, you know, like my, actually one of the reasons why I I have had a focus on natural texture and I work with curly hair. So a majority of my clients, especially when I was back in Chicago were 
curly haired people. Mm -hmm. And so when I first went down that, that path, it was because I lacked the confidence in working with texture. It's because I did not know how to provide a solid service for somebody with wavy, curly, super curly hair. So I think back to, you know, young stylist me who traveled out to New York to go seek out further education to be able to offer that service. I had no confidence in that area, you know, and now it's one of the, the strongest practices in my business. Right. So I think about that a lot where, you know, none of us know what we're doing the first time. <laughs> There's, right. It's never going to work out perfectly the first time or the fifth time or the 10th time. It's, it's that, you know, ongoing learning curve that we take on as entrepreneurs. And so that's kind of, you know, again, it's, it is just a very interesting, um, personal development for me to kind of take away that validation from other people, find it internally, work through the self-doubt that comes up daily, doing something new, not having the confidence, you know, in, in the experience. And so again, kind of that's, that is the embodiment of this platform is like, how do I then connect with people who do have this experience? How do I learn from those people that want to share that experience with me? It's, it's what makes it so great. Well, sometimes all you need is somebody to go, me too. Yeah. Like, that's it. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. Like, let me continue. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's those little moments of like connecting with somebody else who's like, oh yeah, I remember the first time I recorded a podcast episode. Like, I remember feeling nervous. I remember, you know, again, like the way that, you know, I felt the first week I was in my brand new suite or in my, you know, new space where I've moved and I'm rebuilding a clientele. I remember, I know how that feels. Yep. Yep. And it's scary. So, um, at the beginning, when we first started talking about independent beauty pros, you were talking about, um, your fear. So let me ask you, what was, if you remember, like, what was the fear that was holding you back from just doing it? The fear, I think the biggest fear was, was that I, I, I wanted to not be the person or the voice of this platform. And so again, I I kept shying away from even using like I or me or Lindsay, like I wanted to differentiate, you know, like this is not, this is not just me. It's not me telling you how to run your business or how to grow or how to do something better. It's like us together learning from one another. So it's you coming onto this platform with me and both of us sharing our experience. And so I was constantly avoiding putting myself into it. And that was again with my with my business coach. He was so great about like, no, but you are like you're you are the voice. Like you're developing this because you have this experience. This is what happened in your journey in your career. And the more you put that out there, the more other people are going to be like, oh, wait, me too. Like, I'm in this seat and I can't connect with anyone here. And I lost my team, my community and my salon or my spa. And now I'm just here, you know, trial and erroring through my business. Like, wait, I want to, I want to talk with you too. Like, huh, cool. All of a sudden we've now created community. And again, it was more of that, like letting go of my you know, self-doubt or my insecurity of like, well, what do I, you know, I don't know everything. I don't have all the experience. I don't, you know, how, how am I going to help other people? How am I going to teach other people if I don't know it all? And then all of a sudden it was like, well, but that's what we're doing. That's why we're, that's why we're here <laughs> because none of us know it all. 
Exactly. It's amazing what just sometimes telling your story can lead to. Yeah. For you know, sure. everyone thinks that, their story's not that important. It's like, no, it actually yeah. is because there's somebody <laughs> that, that feels it, you know? Yep. Well, and that's, I mean, again, you know, getting a little more personal here, but I, so I'm divorced. And the more I started to out loud talk about the fact that I was divorced, all of a sudden it wasn't that scary anymore. All of a sudden other people would be like, oh, me too. I'm divorced. Right. Like, oh, okay. So like, it's that same kind of connection of like, you know, we, we all go through different things. We all go through different challenges personally, professionally. And when you can start to like embody that doubt that comes up, embody that, you know, fear or previous experiences that kind of lead to that, the, the less scary they are. And then it's just like, oh, well, wait, now we have this, again, that sense of community that we can connect on something like that because we went through it together. Right. Yeah. I, it's like imposter syndrome. And then like the stories we tell ourselves, like it's this whole, which is so strange. The stories thing is something I say often, like, is this a story I'm telling myself or is this real? Is something yeah. I like mentally go through because I don't understand like the divorce thing. Like nobody wears a t-shirt that says I've been divorced. No. <laughs> but you walk around and you say the grocery store and you, you go you, in your mind, nobody in this grocery store has ever been divorced except for maybe that old mm -hmm. man over there. Like, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> and it's like, but it's not true, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes just open conversations without judgment, you know, yep. is, is what we need. And that's where the community comes in. Finding totally. And honestly, most of them are stories. Like most of the things we tell ourselves are stories. Yeah. And that's definitely, again, like, on that personal level, going through a divorce, it, it unfortunately does bring up a lot of self-doubt. It, it shakes your confidence. And so coming out of that, it does start to come up in other ways. So again, like, I don't think, you know, the, the irony does not pass me that I went through a divorce and then also procrastinated launching this platform for three years. Right, <laughs> you know, that's right. Again, because that self-doubt comes up a lot. And it's whether or not, you know, you can push through that and say, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to have the support of other people. And I'm going to be able to give that support back to them. I think that's where self-reflection is huge. Totally. You know, because a lot of people that say stagnant, I think that's the problem is they don't step back. You know, they yeah. already have this story in their head and that's the story and that's it. There's no, well, why am I thinking this? Yeah. You know, like what, what, what happened or what, you know, why, why is this my thought process? And um, yep. sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's not bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and that's, I, you know, I gotta say, like, I, I think obviously we're, you know, we're coming into 2021, we're coming into a new year and I am actually like very thankful for this year. I feel like that I, I actually think I learned more about myself as a business owner Mm -hmm. than I than I did in all of my years combined up until this year. <laughs> so yeah. I think again in a lot of ways the fear when 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 there is so much fear, when there is so much uncertainty and so much unknown, it almost makes taking those chances again less fearful. Like in that moment, again back in February, March, April when I was going through the process of launching IBP, all of a sudden like my whole business was uncertain. It was right. everything, you know, again, I had spent decade growing this business, building this clientele. And now all of a sudden that is uncertain. And it was a strong certainty for me for most of my, you know, my adult life. 
So again, it, it just makes it makes things that we shy away from, you know, become a little bit less scary when there is just so much unknown. Do you, one of the things that I do too, and I wonder if you do the same, do you ever just think, what is the worst thing that could happen? Like you think about yeah, the yeah. fear, right? Like, like literally, if you were to launch it, what is the worst thing that could happen? Nobody yep. signs up. Yeah. That's worst it. Case scenario. Yep. Like, like, and then you think about it and you're like, well, that's not so bad. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. You know? That's what this year has like really shown us. Like, I think we've all kind of had this like, okay, so like, what is the worst possible case scenario in our businesses personally you know again in in 2019 I would have never ever imagined launching this platform leaving Chicago moving across the country not having a clientele not having that instant gratification or validation from people that I've known for you know years and years and years I would have never anticipated all the directions that 2020 has taken me last even just last year you know I think about like New Year's Eve last year my boyfriend and I were in Chicago in the West Loop out to dinner talking about you know like just a totally different life than we are now currently living yeah (laughs) I I think everyone's gonna have a post and pre-COVID story yeah absolutely you know it's gonna be really interesting I I agree I mean I've cried a lot this year you know (laughs) I wanted to give up so much, but what does giving uh-huh. up look like? Right. You know, it, giving up just turns into years of this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I think a lot of people are going to, are going to look at it and go, you know what? Not, I don't want to say I'm glad that it happened because I don't know if I am, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yep. glad I threw it. Yes. You know? I think, yeah, I don't, I, I think there are. I mean, with any situation, again, not to consistently go back to divorce, but in any situation, you can look at something negatively or positively. Like you have the choice to look at something and decide if it was good or bad for you. And like, that's honestly, I think, you know, going through a divorce is, is not fun. It's not, it's not ideal. No one wants to go through it. It's, it also though, isn't bad. It's not, it's not all negative. And it's really just looking at like, what do I want to put my focus on? Do I want to put my focus on the parts of that that were really difficult and really hard and really sad? Or do I want to put my focus on the parts of that that have like totally changed who I am as a person for the better? Right. Same with 2020, you know, same with this last year, same with COVID, same with business pivots. Like I can focus on the things that are scary and hard and uncertain, or I can focus on the fact that like this has allowed me freedom. This has given me you know, that, that ability to push past the fear that I had pre COVID. Right. Yep. Amen to that. I think, I mean, and in, in conversations like this are my favorite because they can lead in, they can, they're, they're relatable to anybody. I mean, yeah. if you're listening and you're a stylist that's in a commission salon and you want to go into a suite or to a booth rental, like there's that fear, you know, and, but don't just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just do, do it. it. What ha- what's the worst that can happen? What's you have to go back happen? to a commission salon? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. who cares? I mean, yep. think everyone is pointing their fingers and laughing at you, but nobody's paying that much attention to you. You no, know, like- not at all. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. I think, you know, again, it's those stories that we tell ourselves. That's, it's the, the stories in our own head that, that hold us back from making decisions like that. You know, again, I think there are just so many um, – there are so many examples. Again, I think of so many of the different members and the people that I've connected with just in this last 
eight months. And how many of them have told me the same story about when they launched their business, when they started, you know, being independent, when they filed their taxes for the first time, you know, like just so many stories where like, we have all had that same experience. We've all had some sort of fear-based withdrawal from making a decision, you know? And then all of a sudden, once you're like, you know what? Okay, I'm super afraid, but I'm I'm gonna just do it anyway. Like there is, there are so many different ways that we can all connect on that process, how that feels, what that looks like. Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of us are scared of being judged. You know, I think a lot of us. I know me. Like, I I didn't realize it till this year, but it's like sometimes you're just ego driven and you don't realize it. You know, a lot and, of the time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like. Time. Even like this week, right? Like a lot of people took the week off of, of Instagram and, and now you're going to see all of these, like I'm back and it's like, and I'm saying this nicely to anyone who's listening and this will <laughs> air in January, but yeah. like we didn't know you were gone. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like it, that right there is but like, I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that right there's ego, you know? And it's exactly. like, I think we need to realize that it's just natural. I think we're yeah. ego-driven people. Yeah. 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 And it's mm-hmm. ego is such a bad word, but it's like, well, you just need to realize like people didn't realize you're gone. It's fine. Just show back up. Start over. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like, just post <laughs> today. Or like don't post. And like that's cool too. Like, like right. there, that's what I think there is kind of a, um, even with like, like, like you were saying in this last week. So I schedule content out you know, a little bit further in advance. And so I think about like, okay, what days am I going to not want to be present on social media? Like I, I don't go on Instagram every day. Shocking. (laughs) I know again, good for you. I I wish I did. It's like mind blowing again, to think about like creating this community, creating this platform. But like, I also don't want to be, you know, not in my real everyday life with my boyfriend or our family or, you know, my friends, like, I want to be able to kind of also have that time to myself. And I think that's really, you know, when we're looking at our businesses, whether it's, you know, posting hair content or business content or whatever, our, you know, whatever our platform is, like you said, like, come and show up and be here when you want to be. But then also, like, it's okay to not be there when you right. don't want to be. And like you said, probably no one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> Probably I mean, not I mean, really, you know, there's, there's yeah. never really been a time where I'm like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah hasn't, you know, yeah. posted here in a while. Like, nope. and the only time you do notice is when somebody says, hey, I'm taking a break, you know, like, yep. but if you don't even say that, it's like people, people don't really know. Um, right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and then they're like, I'm back. And I'm like, oh, you were, where'd you go? Oh, hi. <laughs> like, How are you? Did you go on vacation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. The social media thing is interesting. I um, I listen to a lot of coaching podcasts now that aren't necessarily hair related. And um, there's this one that I like that's called uh, Better Than Big. And her whole premise is um, like a, have a small business. Like you don't, oh, not everyone wants to the big, you know, million dollar, I have a million yep. client situation. And um, mm-hmm. she always says, uh, take she says it way more eloquently than I do, but, um, take the life that you want and build your business around that rather than, you know, building your life around the business, your business. And like, I love that. 
you know? And I feel like that's the same with hairstylists and social media. Like, what do you want your life to look like? Yep. Okay. Go from there. You know, like you don't have to post every day. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it it resonates, you know? I think that's again, like this, this year for me back in February. So for me, like the wave of, of quarantine, like February, the end of February, when we were first on like our, our shutdown in Chicago, you know, my, my boyfriend and I would make like boozy coffee every day and go for walks. And like, it was almost this like little like vacation in February. And then in March, all of a sudden it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is, this might be for a while. <laughs> this well, once money stops coming in, it's yes, different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, the money stops. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, so this isn't vacation. <laughs> right. We're actually all, and my, my boyfriend is a woodworker, so he's also self-employed. So we both just went into this kind of like, oh my gosh, like what do we, now what do we do? Like we're both in this kind of limbo where we don't know when we will be earning income again. Um, and then all of a sudden it was kind of like, you know, this wave of, okay, now I've structured. So I did uh, back in March, I did like prepayments for clients. So I then started to like generate some income and I, you know, caught my breath, you know, I kind of like grasped my bearings and I was like, okay, so this isn't devastation. It's going to be okay. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it's, it's almost June, it's end of May and we're reopening. And now I'm like, oh no, (laughs) like, now I have to go back to being very busy, like all, all the time. Right. <laughs> and it was this constant wave of like, wait a second, I don't actually want to go back to the way that I was operating before. I don't actually want to double book clients and work five days a week and come home exhausted where I can't, I can't have a conversation with dinner. I can't, you know, reach out and call one of my friends who I haven't talked to in a couple of weeks. Like I, I don't want to be that overloaded again. And all of a sudden, like my entire perspective on my business changed. Right. The second I got back into the salon in June and I was slammed, I was like, wait, whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> this yeah. is not, this no longer fits into my life. <laughs> like why right. am I, why am I putting myself, this is optional. I get to decide if I want to, if I want to take two clients or 10, like I get to make that choice. And I don't think I want 10 anymore. So then it was like this total shift where like the possibility of moving became an option. The possibility of, you know, walking away from a completely built clientele, a fully functioning business, (laughs) walking away from that and, and having no idea what that's going to look like. That was not a possibility until I, I stepped into the, the reality that I didn't want to be that busy anymore. Which again, I wouldn't have, I could have never imagined that thought process being, you know, being shifted. I wonder, um, I hope that everyone slows down. Like I I think inevitably. Yeah. I, I, again, especially, you know, I think about, I I mean, I moved from Chicago, major city to the mountain, (laughs) very tiny little town. Right. My day to day is completely different from what it was in Chicago. But like one of the things I, like I realized in that June, July, August period, as I was talking to my clients, I was not the only one contemplating moving. I had so many clients who were like, you know what? This doesn't fit for me anymore. I don't want this pace. I don't want to go, go, go. I don't want to commute for 45 minutes every day. Like I, why do we do this? Right. Why is that even a thing? Why is that a thing that we do when we don't have to? Like all of a sudden, I think a lot of people were like, huh? Okay. So if I, eliminate the things I don't want anymore 
And I just take the things I do want. What does my life look like? What does my job look like? What does my relationship look like? You know, it just clarified so much for so many of us. Well, and when you take out the things that you don't want, think about the things that you can add into those spaces. Yes. You know, I, I, that's something I think I want people to, to think about too, is like, okay, like, you know, you don't want to double book, like don't double book. Like you want rest, add the rest, take yep. out the, the hustle, you know, like figure out how to make it work, you know? And, yeah. um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the good thing of 2020. I mean, there's, I, I do think there's a lot of good things. There's a lot, definitely. But I think that is something that like, at least for me, like, again, that, that validation, whether it was my own, you know, I think it was my internal, like, to me, busy was success. Like, if you are busy, you are successful. Well, that's drilled into our brains. Yeah, it's like, you you learn that, you know, and again, especially we're, we're in a service industry, right? And we're giving. So like, we, we have a hard time saying no, we have a hard time you know, not taking on that. Again, double booking happens because we want to fit more people and we want to accommodate more people. And so again, like, and make you know, more we money. Talk about, and make more money. And so you see, you know, this trend and stylists who hit that like 10 year mark and they are completely burnt out <laughs> because yeah. they've just been hustling and busy for so long and it's not sustainable. You know, it's right. just not sustainable. Yep. Nope. I agree a hundred percent. Um, well I could seriously sit and talk about this all day, but I'm not going yeah. to, I feel like this is my problem with my podcast is I get on conversations that I'm like, okay, this could be at least four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll just go grab a glass of wine. Um, uh-huh. so tell people where they can find, um, independent beauty pros. And if yep. you would like to say where they can find you, unless you'd like to hide, that's okay. Yeah. But you should. Nope, not hiding. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Independent Beauty Pros um, on Instagram, uh, so at Independent Beauty Pros. Um, our website is independentbeautypros.com. Um, our membership, uh, again, it's $100 annually, $10 monthly, so very affordable. Um, Which I love that you're doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's the entire structure is, is that we are all in that same solopreneur family. We're all in the same community. So this year has impacted our industry greatly. We are, we are all uncertain. We are all looking at our finances, you know, checking to make sure we're not overspending in any area. This is a, this is a massive value at an incredibly affordable price. Right. And if you are a member, I know that I'm, well, a little bird told me you get little discounts on certain things, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited we're launching that. So when this podcast episode airs, it will have been launched, but we are launching our education services and resources guide, which includes discounts, promo codes for our members for a ton of different services. So yeah, again, I mean, that's the entire structure of, of IDP is to consistently give value back to the solopreneur in the beauty industry. And if someone wants to connect with me, my Instagram is lsbeautypro. Um, so again, I'm, I'm a real person. I am not hiding. <laughs> I, I am absolutely out there to connect with other people who are, who are in the industry. I love it. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on here. Um, and I love what you're doing. So oh, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, girl. Have a good one. Bye.
Once again, I cannot thank you enough for listening to this podcast. I enjoy this so much more than you know. These authentic conversations give me life, and I know that they're helping those listening as well. If you like it, share it. If you'd like to leave a review, that is even more amazing. All of your feedback is seen and appreciated. If there's anyone that you want on the podcast, um, shoot me a DM on Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore and let me know. I am not um, opposed to hopping in someone's DMs and asking if they want to have a chat with me. So uh, let me know and I will talk to you on the next one. Happy 2021, people.